want to get too chatty immediately after meditation, but um, if anyone's got any observations or pressing questions, can deal with one or two now. Yeah, we've got a couple. Are your eyes still soft, by the way? Yeah, there's one person here and someone else down here. Um, thank you. So, uh, before the first time we explored the more expansive uh, version of the breath, before the break, uh, I'd been very agitated. And so, when I shifted, it was very pleasing and I was mm. calm. And that was very engaging to my mind. Yeah. But then, once I was in calm, I was kind of continuing to be calm. And then, I, the calm was kind of less engaging because yeah. I didn't have the same thing yeah. to compare it to. Yeah. That's why we need to get more into uh, the PT, right. uh, give ourselves more to, to enjoy. There's actually different kinds of joy described in the Buddhist tradition. Uh, one is called uh, Pamoja, which um, I would almost describe as relief. It's the, it's the pleasure that you experience when something has, has passed. So you know, if you walk into the house at the end of the day and you put down your, kick your shoes off and sit down there's like ah oh. and it's pleasurable but it's very contingent upon something having happened that you've you've let go of uh, sukha essentially is just joy because <laughs> because why not <laughs> everything's okay you know so it sounds like you're experiencing a bit of pomoja there but it's a kind of an unstable form right, of joy exactly. and so we need to get into the the pt and into you know enjoying and really appreciating uh, our experience in order for even the calmness to be stable calmness is not stable on its own unless it's supported by other factors exactly yeah. first i wanted to thank you so much this was incredibly helpful to me i walk into a room with a pain that was an eight <clears throat> and now it's a three Oh, lovely. I want to tell you two things. Uh, the second is a question. The first one is when I, when I do concentrated focus, I feel the entirety of the muscles in my face mm. tightening up. Mm. So I do feel a, a very high level of tension in the entire face, which is not helpful to me. Mm. And instead, when I go into a soft mode, which I managed to acquire by literally visually softening everything, like if I was seeing everything out of focus, kind mm. of say. Then I become much more receptive towards the energetic fields that are around me. Mm. And that helps me then to drop into the body. Mm. Now, seeing that I come from an incredible level of ignorance, I have a question. Well, we all do. <laughs> In, in, in my world of ignorance, I've developed what I call SBM, which is not some sort of a exploratory sexual activity. <laughs> SBM stands for short body memory. Mm. And what I intend by that is that once I reach the calmness that pervades my entire being, my body is sort of able to remember it. So if I had to Mm. do something, yeah. say even if I have to stretch a leg, 
or even get up because I have a pain in the back or whatever. The moment I sit down and I concentrate myself, I'm able to drop back exactly yeah. the same point. Yeah. Is that normal? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very, very common. Um, we embody all I kinds kind of. I'm scared. I'm some sort of an alien. <laughs> yeah. No, there's. I think there was someone down here as well who wanted to say something. Um, you might want to Google embodied cognition. Embodied cognition. Um, it's uh, it's very interesting. Even things like. Uh, you know, intellectual learning is affected by uh, how we hold the body, and you know, if you uh, memorize something sitting down in a particular position in a room, it's easier to remember it if you're sitting in that particular position in the room. Um, no, I know that happens with mem- muscle memory. Right. But this is much more pervasive. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Thank you. Um. It's kind of a general question, but I struggle a lot with like um, posture, especially and mm. spe- specifically keeping the back straight, kind of yeah. shoulders open. Um, and I was just wondering, like, a if you had any sort of tips for that, and then b how it relates to this whole thing. Yeah, I could have said I could have said something about posture right at the beginning or uh, or at any point. Um, I think it, it is important. Um, I know it makes quite a big difference to me. Uh, the posture. I've got this really nifty little meditation bench, which you'll you might notice I've been sitting on this for three hours and I haven't uh, moved yet. And then actually, I'm still pretty comfortable. Slight tension in my legs down here, but I'm doing all right. Um, so yeah, there's a, a little bit of an art in learning how to set yourself up, what your equipment is. Uh, you want to be able to have the the back uh, effortless effortlessly straight. Um, if you're sitting on a chair like this, uh, I have a tip for you, which is uh, when you're setting yourself up for meditation, I can't do it right now because there's a microphone in the way, but bend forward as, as far as you can from the waist until your belly is almost against your legs. And then wiggle your butt backward. This is spiritual twerking. Uh, and, until your buttocks are just lightly touching the back of the chair. And then sit up and you'll find that magically uh, there's a little bit of contact at the bottom of your spine, or actually on the, the buttocks usually, and it's keeping you effortlessly upright, so that can help. Um, some of you may have noticed my spiritual cummerbund uh, as well, it's because this little scarf that I tie around my belly. I've got a very long back, and uh, I have a fairly stiff back as well, I spend a lot of time writing, uh, and that makes my, my back kind of stiff. Uh, the weight of my arms pulls forward, closes uh, closes my chest, and it also makes my back ache. So having something to rest my hands on is very useful. I find one thing I find useful, very useful, is to lift my belly up from my waistband and then let it settle down again. And the whole of my back uh, changes when I do that. It becomes more effortlessly upright. Um, Elbows slightly away from the sides, uh, but taking up a little bit more space, and we'll come back to this, but taking up a little bit more space gives a sense of confidence and groundedness. Upper chest, you know, open, so breathing into the upper chest. And the head is actually really important uh, as well. Um, The angle we hold our head at affects uh, our state of mind, and our state of mind affects the angle we hold our head at. So 
when we're a little bit tense and anxious, the muscles in the back of the neck contract a little bit and the chin comes up and we can be very kind of like daydreamy and doing lots of thinking. Conversely, relax the muscles in the back of the neck so that the chin comes down a wee bit and you find it's easier to, uh, to be mindful. Uh, if we're a bit kind of depressed and feeling down, then the muscles over relax because we're kind of letting go and your chin comes down towards your chest and that affects your breathing. It actually makes it more difficult for you to... The interesting thing, if you lift your, uh, your chin, you can try this now, it becomes a bit more difficult to, uh, to breathe into the upper chest. You're not breathing very effectively. If you drop your chin, Actually, maybe that's not right. Yeah, well, sometimes, yeah, yeah, sometimes I'm experiencing it more strongly than now, but, you know, the position of the chin seems to somehow affect the way that I'm breathing. Yeah, from dropping the chin, I'm not breathing into the chest very effectively. So I'm noticing that more this time than raising the chin. So anyway, finding this balanced point of the, the chin can be useful as well. And uh, during the first meditation, I was spending a fair bit of time just checking out my posture and noticing that my chin was creeping up and letting it drop back down again. So yeah, the body's, body's important. It does take, it can take quite a while to figure out how to actually do it in a way that's comfortable and effective. Thank you. Anyway, we've overrun a little bit, so well, I'm glad we decided to come back at 2.15. It gives us a full hour. For lunch. Oh, you have a question, Cliff? Oh, no, you're just taking the microphone.